And that's what was on my heart, and you'll see that's the theme that run through. So um, I'm not always kind. Let's start there. And I'm going to tell you some stories of when I don't feel it. So let's just start with our humanness. So the other day, I'm in TJ Maxx. Anybody ever been there? I'm in TJ Maxx, and I'm shopping, and there's this woman on her phone. And I talk on my phone, too. I'm a talker. But the phone is on full blast, on speaker, and she's screaming. The person, I'm, I'm not kidding, like I was here to the sound booth away from this person, and this person is pouring their heart out about their personal business on speakerphone. And I, first of all, I'm intrigued. So I'm a life coach for any of you who don't know. So, you know, part of me wants to go over and be like, so acknowledge her feelings, you know? So there's a part of me that wants to do that. But the other part of me is going, this is really disruptive. You're breaking confidentiality. I'm in HR. So HIPAA's coming up for me, you know, but, and she's screaming, but you know, and I just notice this trigger in me that's like, this is wrong, you know? So there's that one. I also drive. I don't know if any of you also drive, but I drive. And even this morning, so I put that song on. I leave. I'm listening to the song. I'm in my car. I am worshiping. And then I get behind somebody who's going 40. And I'm not kidding. They were going 40 in a 55. And immediately I'm like, Ugh, why? I literally, I said that. I go, why? And then I started laughing. I was like, mm-hmm. Just had to really nail the point, didn't you? But yeah, I, anybody in the school pickup line, it's like, you're not first, you're not next. No, you aren't. You know, and I want this fairness to all happen. Or when I'm on the highway, you know, if somebody doesn't wave somebody in, I get annoyed. It's like, it's your turn. Let them go. You know? So I get annoyed then, too. The other day I was also at the gas station and I live uh, in Loretta with my husband Michael and our kids and I'm at the gas station and Cook's Corner is a, it's a happening spot for those of you who do not hang out in Loretto. Um, my son gets bait there, you know, and candy and all kinds of things going on. But there was actually a line at the gas station. There's a line. And um, so I was the first car and there, there were four cars behind me and the, the pumps were full, fine, whatever. But then these two people get out of their car, and they're hanging. I mean, they are hanging out, chatting it up, leaning on their cars. And I, again, notice it rising in me. I get annoyed. I'm like, how did they not see all of us? We're all here. We're all waiting. And you know what I want to do? I lived in L.A. for two years, and when I moved back, um, I was dating Michael, and Michael's like, you honk a lot. <laughs> Yesterday, Lucas said to me, you honk a lot, Mom. I'm a honker. I'm a honker. I'm that person. And you know what? In today's age, it's not safe to be a honker. It's not smart to be a honker. And I'm a honker. When I moved back from L.A., I, when Michael was driving, you're going to I'd honk the horn when he was driving. He's like, you're going to get me shot. You know? I'd be like, ah, move. And it's like, stop it, Kelly. People are looking. I'm a honk. Look, he's, he's going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She did that. She really did that. So I, I have this. So here's the deal. I'm a sinful human. I'm driving here. I'm thinking about kindness. And it rises in me all the time where I don't want to be kind. And I love being kind. It's my jam. And I don't do it all the time. So we all have barriers to kindness. One of mine, really one of mine, is patience. Patience is one of my barriers to kindness. It gets in the way, gets me annoyed. Even when I was unloading my car this morning, 
I, I uh, pulled up in front. So much stuff in my car. Get around, walk up to the other door. It's locked. It's a safety feature on my car. Only the driver. And then I thought, you're, you're doing it again. You know, so it's always for me. I always am, will be an impatient person, and I have to catch myself. So kindness is something that we can do, we can practice, and we all have barriers to it. But let's find out what the Bible says, what God says about kindness and how we can move forward. So let's define kindness. We'll start by defining kindness. Webster's Dictionary says kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. So definition. And by the way, for those of you who are new or haven't been here before, the mission of the Highlands Church is live by faith, known by love. Known by love. Live by faith, known by love. And love is kindness. That's, what we, that's how we want to show up. So Everybody has their barriers. Patience is one of mine. It probably always will be. And I need to work through it. And also, I want to acknowledge that your neurobiology, the way your brain works, it's always going to have triggers. Everybody has different triggers. We all have triggers. But our brain looks for what's wrong, what's broken. And it kind of spends more energy on that. If you don't believe me, think about the last time that somebody told you some bad news or hard news or in a work environment, somebody said, hey, I have feedback for you. Let's talk on Friday. What? <laughs> you know, and then now you have to sit with that for two days. The neurobiology part of you, even if somebody else says, hey, I have a cupcake for you or, you know, something positive, your brain will keep pulling you back to that worry, pulling you back towards Fear, it does that. It's, it's, it's got a neurobiological preference to pull towards fear, and so it's going to do that, right? And so we have to acknowledge that. So when we think about choosing kindness, um, this was something that I learned. A mentor of mine taught me this years ago, and so you get to look at my, my messy handwriting. But here's what we're looking at. Imagine this line in the middle is a situation, the line in the middle is the gas station. The line in the middle is something, somebody in your life doing something. The line in the middle is, is the cell phone, okay? The line in the middle is the situation. And at every moment, we're in choice. And this is what I call either your, your behaviors and your actions, and your mindset is either above the line or below the line. So we get to choose. Like, where am I at? What does it look like? Okay? So every day we have this stuff happen to us, and we can't help it. It happens. So... When we, we get pulled down into fear, it can start showing up like things like impatience or pride. Why would they do that to me? You know, things start showing up. But it can go all the way down and get in if we stay there into things like hatred, contempt. It can get really, really heavy the further we go down. And a lot of that, you, you can name this one a lot of things, but I chose just to name it fear because oftentimes it's triggering something in us. Um, but but you get the, the version of what that looks like. Or we can move upwards and choose love. And in this space, there's more to offer. And to be honest, what happens in the, the neurobiology of your brain, when you're in this state, your brain actually, they, they have done scans. Your brain opens up. It's more creative. It actually leans towards partnerships and collaboration. You are more inspired, hopeful. You can imagine a different future. Your brain actually can do more when it's not in a threat state. When you're in a threat state, it's small. It's protecting. Very different. Very different of what can happen there. 
So in Matthew 5, the verse says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Here's what this verse points out to me. Let's go back to the, the, the graph. I want to just show you this really quick. What that verse points out to me and something I have to remind myself is, it's super easy to be above the line when it's easy. There are times in your life where you're like, oh, yeah, wave somebody in because I wasn't in a hurry. Right? So there are, it is much, much harder to move up this graph in hard times. I, I would love to even say, do we even count it as kindness if it doesn't take effort? It does. But, but, but I want it to be effort. I want to make it so that we are at a point of choice and we choose it instead, right? To move, to move forward. And make no mistake that moving above this line isn't easy. It isn't easy. And you could even be below and lift up. You could be there, recognize it, change, apologize, course correct, and move a different direction. So you're never stuck. Even in a given situation, if you've been sitting at the bottom of this for a year, you can unstuck yourself and move up, right? This is what compels people when they see us behave like this to wonder about who the God is that we serve. How, how in that situation do they do that? How? What does that look like? Wow. So let's look at a couple times where we see this demonstrated by God. So in, in Jesus is the ultimate example of this in our life, right? That we get to learn from and see. And so in Matthew chapter 8, or no, I'm sorry, I will do John, John chapter 8 first. I want to read this for you here. But then each went to his own home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, and at dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And they wanted to stone her. They wanted to stone her. So notice where they all went. They went below the line. They wanted to condemn her. They wanted to kill her, actually. Right? But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. And when they kept on questioning them, he straightened up. They note even the posture that he took. And he said to them, he that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. And we all know nothing was done. What I love about this story in particular is... Do you think I've ever not realized what the speed limit is and been distracted? Yeah. Think I've ever talked too loud on my phone? Absolutely. Do you think I've ever not let somebody in? I'm sure. It is very rare in life that we don't want to have afforded to us the grace that we expect from others, and yet it's hard to give. And Jesus did that in an extreme situation. In Matthew chapter 8, we see Jesus addressing fear. So when he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him, and a man with leprosy came and knelt before him. 
So here's a man, people are scared. No one wants to be around this person. Think of somebody in your life who you don't want to be around, a group of people you don't want to be associated with. There may be good reasons for that, and, and boundaries in life are good, but there's also other reasons, like this one, where this, this person was fine except for their leprosy, but people were afraid. People were afraid. And the man said to him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. There are people, there are situations that I'm sure we've all been in one where we walked away from someone reaching out to us. Whether they asked you, whether you saw the need and you kept going. And Jesus said, I am willing. Kindness, being above that line, requires willingness. It's not easy. We have to do it on purpose. And one more example, we see the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice in Luke 23. In Luke 23, we see Jesus, who has who was just been given an opportunity, actually, to not be crucified, and it didn't happen. So most of us would be in this moment hoping for hope, like, oh, maybe they'll let me off. And they didn't. They chose to crucify him. And as he sat there, ridiculed, belittled, teased. I mean, you can imagine the, the hurt. If anybody has ever been taken out at the knees by pride of people saying you aren't who you are, you can't do that, I don't believe in you, our pride activates, but his didn't. And instead, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I can't think of anything much more than we could hope to emulate. Jesus' modeling shows us the way that we want to try to be. And I know that I'm human, you're human, but we can try. And so that's why I want to take that definition of kindness. And what I actually want to call on for us is what I'm going to call intentional kindness. And this is about the choice. This is about the choice of being, choice of being. It's not just, oh, I'm, I just am, I was just born this way, I'm just super kind. No, choose it. Choose it when it's hard. Choose it when it's really hard. Choose it when you're at stake. Choose it when it's gonna make you look bad. Choose it when it makes you wobbly at the knees. And I promise that God will equip you to, and lift you up, just ask him. Just ask him, because he will lift you up, but make the choice. All you have to do is show up in the moment, and God will do the rest. I've been there. I, I have situations with people in my life that, that literally I, I couldn't breathe being around them. It was so difficult, and I couldn't do it myself. One person in particular that I had to encounter every single day, and I said, God, show them me through your eyes. And I did. Did I want to be, again, boundaries, healthy boundaries, did I want to be best friends with this person? No, I absolutely didn't. But God showed me something in them that I couldn't see myself. So to be intentional, to move forward, to be in choice. Choice is an active 
thing in our brains. We have to be active to make the choice. So if we just sit and go, yeah, I did something kind, awesome. Where's it hard? Where's it hard for you to do that? And then keep doing it where it's easy too because both have a positive impact. So the song that, that, that Brian sang, which I, when I came in this morning, I was setting some things up and I suddenly heard that song and it just brought me to tears. It usually does when I hear it. Um, that song, as I said, was the inspiration for today. And I wanna show you the lyrics of this song. So it's called Fix My Eyes. The song is for King, by King and Country. Um, and these are, these are the words to the song. In the song, this, this man is, is on his deathbed and he's looking back over life. And if he could rewind the tapes, what would it be that he would do differently? I don't think any of us have moments where we wish we do better. We wish we could do better, right? But look at these, love like I'm not scared. You know, that in itself, it can be scary to love. I think of times where, um, where I've done this and you think, is this the right thing to do? I feel, I feel nervous, I feel awkward, I feel weird, right? Love like I'm not scared. What will people think of me if? Ugh, that's an exhausting position to be in mentally. I love that's how it starts. Love like I'm not scared. Give when it's not fair. Live life for another. That's why we're here. Take time for a brother. Fight for the weekends. Week ones, I think of Casey Stanley and the work that you guys are doing. I follow the Real Hope Project. My husband and I have uh, donated over the years. And oh my gosh, these children who need us. These families who need us, but it can be scary. It can be scary, right? Speak out for freedom and find faith in the battle. The battle is here, friends. The battle is here and we are living it now. When we look at that, that graph and we think about the things that are happening in our world, do you know who's living at the bottom of that graph? Is Satan. Don't you think for a hot second, he doesn't love when we're in fear, when he doesn't love when we're angry, when he doesn't love when we're in contempt, he doesn't love when we roll our eyes, he doesn't love when I honk at people. Yes, he does, right? He loves it. It's like, thanks for doing my work for me, Kelly. I don't wanna do that. I serve a higher God and I'm gonna make different choices. That's the battle we're up to. And anytime you feel that tug, I will often just name it. This is spiritual warfare happening right now. And I'm not having it. I'm not having it. We've got to reach out of that battle and move forward. But stand tall above it all and fix my eyes on you. And just fix by looking up, looking up to his example, looking up at the top at the things that are surrounded by love and saying, that's what I'm going to do. That's what's going to drive my behaviors. That's where I want to stand in his glory. All of us, all of us will encounter moments where we don't feel ready where we don't feel equipped. If you happen to be here, the last time I was uh, blessed to speak, I talked about strengths. Uh, strength, I love calling upon people's strengths. You know what's really cool? 
is God fills in those gaps of our weaknesses. There are strengths that I want to call upon and bring to the table. But in our weaknesses, in our calling of moments, if you feel like you're being called to do something that makes you feel weak, that's when you call on God. And he will equip you. That's all we need. That's all we need. So we can move in God's power. We can move through his lightness and make different choices. And that's what, that's what I really want for, for all of us today. So here's what we're going to do. I wanted to have this be kind of short, a short sermon. So guess what? I'm just about done. And I'm going to send you out. We have had a lot of volunteers and people set up kindness stations. Now, Children's Church has the heads up on this. These kids aren't going to be dismissed for 15 more minutes. So you don't need to pick up your kids. Melissa knows that. If they come running over, say, I'll be there in a minute. But I wanted to give, first of all, all of us together in community. We are a family. We do this work together. So find somebody you don't know. Say hello. Get to know some people. There are stations out there. There's a lot of stations. So Casey has a, her station. There's a prayer station, and let me start there. If, if you are struggling, if you are down here right now and you need to be lifted up, or if you just want to pray for somebody and that's what's kindness on your heart, there's a prayer station. You could stay in here and pray. But take it to God first if you need to. So there's a prayer station. There's another station with flowers, and I do not want to leave here with a single flower in that bucket. And all you do if you go up to that one is there's a team there. They'll hand you a, a flower and a tag. Just fill it out. You could either give it to somebody you know. You could drive over to one of the uh, Delano Legacy or something, drop a couple off. Just write a little love note. I'm thinking of you. You could do a prayer verse. You could just say, I hope you have a great day. You could put it on somebody's windshield wiper. Do whatever you want with it. Give it away. Drop it on a doorstep of somebody who, there's a woman on my mind, so I'm, this just popped up, so clearly this is what I'm going to do. I've seen her shoveling by herself, an, an older woman, and I've gotten out of my car and shoveled with her, and I haven't seen her um, this year. Uh, so I'm going to go by. Just drop it on the door. Just drop it on the door. So whoever you want to do with those flowers, do that. There's another one, um, for those of you who might listen to KTIS, this was inspired by the drive through Difference. Grab five little tags Fill them out, color them up. There's markers and stickers and all kinds of things on the tables out there. Fill out a note. Just have them in your wallet ready to go. And next time you go through a caribou, just say, hey, how much is the person behind me? You might want to ask first, because what if they got 10 pounds of coffee, some gift cards? I mean, you don't, just ask. And then you can say, great, I'll chip in 10 bucks, or you know, whatever you want to do. Or you can say, yeah, I'll get it. So give them the note and pay for their meal so that when they have that, when they drive away, they have a little word of encouragement. There's also a card station. Maybe the person you're thinking of doesn't live here or you wanna say more than fits on a little note. Grab a card, grab an envelope, fill that out. The point is, you can't do it wrong. There's no, there's no right or wrong way, but I wanted to instigate this. I wanted to instigate community today for us to be there for each other. I wanted to instigate random acts of kindness. I would love to just flood this community with kindness today and throughout the week. You don't have to do it today, anytime this week. Just flood that commu this community with God's love. And let's do it together to be God's hands and feet.
So Brian and the band are actually going to be playing music out here. So I'm going to say a prayer over us, and we're going to move out there. And they're going to be singing, grab an extra coffee, and we're going to be in community together. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for each person here. I thank you that you are waiting with open arms. I see you. Yes. With open arms of love, welcoming us to choose love, to choose kindness when it's easy, but especially when it's hard. Support us in our weakness and our humanness when it feels like we can't do it. Help us to lean on you to equip us. Help us to be your hands and feet in our community and in this world and every day try to be more and more like you. Amen. All right, let's do it. Let's go flood this community with kindness.